بسم الله الرحمن الرحیم از وین فور ا واک ا ایت واز ریلی گود ایتس نایس بینگ اوت ارلی اند ای ریلی ریزونیت وت دی فیلینگز لایک سام اند استف ایو مینشنڈ لایک یو یو کائنڈ اف یو اپ بیفور ادرز دی ورلد از ستیل راوزنگ اند ایتس لایک آی ام اوریڈی ہیر مدر فکر ام ایتس دی سینس اف kind of like being in on a secret. Um, and that feels nice. It feels nice to kind of know something and be able to just hold on to it. Um, I'm not great at that. That's the thing. Or maybe I am. I feel like I overshare my shit. So I'm too quick to just go, hey, and this, hey, and this, and also there's this thing. Um, and I was thinking about like... Who are the people that hold secrets, can hold on to information? And, and is it a skill that can be used for good? And I had this, um, co- I had a great conversation with Shorov yesterday. Um, and he and I have been connecting very, like, on a spiritual level lately. Uh, the conversations we've been having have reflected that we're on a very similar journey, like a very similar kind of, a similar kind of ascendancy in our lives. Very ascendant, like the point is very much that we are growing in the spaces that we're in. Um, and, you know, he's someone who has seen a really good version of success. Like he was just making the music he wanted to make for the fun of it and getting picked up and, and getting traveled around the world to, to perform it. And that's pretty amazing. Um, so he's seen that and now he's in a place of evolution in his life where he's transforming himself and his approach to success and his approach to music and creativity. And he's very much now about sharing it around. And that's, you know, I guess what we reflected on yesterday was that um, he's in this place where he's now understanding the benefit of the give, giving, not giving back, not like, I'm so grateful and I got to pay forward. It's it's actually paying it first. So um, you give purely for the exercise of letting someone else have, um, yeah, letting someone else have. And his mentality for so much of life, and I think this is business and entrepreneurship um, inspired, is that he has taken, he's always been interested in the bottom line, what's in it for me, how do I grow from this, what's my benefit factor, all that kind of dumb stuff, right? And it's worked for him. He's put himself in a good position. His music has gotten out there and all that kind of stuff. And now he's like, let me let me change that up. Let me see what happens. And now he's connecting on a spiritual level with people that he never anticipated and expected to connect with. So we were talking yesterday about, um, about something and I was telling him a story. And then his response to that story, so I told him something really exciting had happened and, you know, I really need to tell you this and it was really positive and cool and I'll, I'll get to that in a sec. Um, he... His response to me was really cool in that he was like, oh, great. I'm, you know, I'm excited that you said that. Um, and then he kind of went down this other story. And then he came back to that point in a way that almost sounded like he knew something else about what I was doing. And mind you, this is, so this is pure conjecture. I actually don't believe that he knew something else about the, the positive situation that had happened. But it, it did spark this idea that like, how can, 
like there are people who can do this, who can hear someone's excitement and someone's unbridled joy about a situation and they know some information that might either change that or, or elevate um, or amplify that thing and they will hold on to it because they're like, no, it's not the right time. And I, I quite struggle to do that. And maybe I'm not put in that position often enough that I don't get to practice that, but I feel like I just kind of go, what, are you kidding me? Yes, and like it's the improviser spirit. Why hold on to something because the only real thing is now. Um, but I did like the premise. I'm trying to recall exactly what it was that I fantasized he was holding on to and would then deliver for me. But um, nevertheless, that was kind of the the sort of situation that happened. And in terms of keeping secrets, I found that to be a very interesting motivation to do so. Keeping a secret to make someone happy because those exist. <laughs> surprise parties, you know, I've had two surprise parties in my life. I'm pretty, pretty honored and, and blessed to have the friends and, and the good people in my life that have helped to make that happen. No, three, counting this year's, that was, that was really sweet as well. Um, I fucking love being surprised. Who'd have thunk it? I, you know, even that feels good. I didn't know I would like being surprised. I was pleasantly surprised by my predisposition to enjoy being surprised. So I think secret keeping can be really powerful. And I think that's something that I need to cultivate. I need to understand it. I need to understand it as a skill because like with all things, you know, I was talking about Jordan Belfort yesterday. Like in all things, it's important to have an understanding of the skill or an understanding of the idea of the notion. Like, you know, right now it's really hot to hate and ignore uh, fascists and neo-Nazis and, and libertarians, but understand them. Stop and listen. Stop and hear them out because you need to know what's going on in that person's mind if you expect to change it. If you don't know that, like, how are you attempting to bridge the divide and... and um, especially the spiritualists, especially the left, they are so adamant on like fingers in ears, I don't want to hear your shit, that they miss the opportunity to connect because they're so actually shaky in their belief. And I think that's what is, you know, that's that's probably the failings of the hyper-liberal sort of bent that half the Western world is going down. It's not founded on core beliefs. It's founded on an amalgamation of scientific research and and trend-setting journalists and, um, and, you know, today this is the information. Today this is the information. So when Trump talks about fake news, there's a really valid allegation against the left especially because every other day there's a new way to think, you know, things are evolving. And mind you, that is very in keeping with the nature of reality. Reality is changing on a moment-to-moment -moment basis. That's just a fact. Entropy is the natural order of the universe. Like, we get this. Everything is headed towards something at a rate of a moment per moment. And yet, the way the left embraces that as a personal philosophy is still really hollow because they're so, they're so resistant to falling down on top of the, the, the house of cards, the kind of nothing that they have built for themselves as a philosophy. So anyway, it comes down to understanding, like bridging across and going, hey, I understand what this is. So for me, as a secret keeper, I think that's a skill that I am 
moderately good at when I have information that I know is dangerous, that I know is not useful to present in this context, I can hold my cards pretty close to my chest. I didn't used to. I'm better at it now. And it's, you know, I, I, I weaken in moments where I'm personally threatened and then the, you know, this information might help in some kind of way. But I think over time I've come to accept that like I'm never in any kind of serious danger. Um, that's its own conversation around like privilege and um, self-assuredness and confidence and things like that. But yeah, I feel like I'm an open book when it comes to my own shit. And maybe that's where I need to be able to dial it back. And and I have to certain extents, you know, I know when to kind of put aside my entire story. Like someone will be telling me some basic ass shit and I'm like, oh, I know exactly how to like take this to the next level, entertain this whole room. Like, let's, you know, let's, let's get this. Let's make it better for everyone. Um, and then it's like, okay, cool. Just sit back, relax, hear this person out. They just really need to talk right now. And I'll watch the others in the group like flagging and failing. And I'm like, I'm, I'm letting them down. I'm, this person doesn't even give a shit and not even making any eye contact with anyone. Like, you know, I should do something. But I'm able to kind of hold my tongue in those moments and just go, okay, this, this kind of just needs to happen right now. Secret keeping on that level, though, of like, I know this thing and it's going to make your shit better, but I'm not going to tell you it. Because I've I've got something else in mind. That, I think, is... I'm not a fan of it. I don't like when it's used on me. Um, in the... It, like... So, okay, so a surprise party is a really, really good example. The fact that I don't know anything... Like, if I know zero... So, you know, when I had the one when I was at Telstra... I came home, I was feeling trash. I had had a shit day. Like, I was just feeling no good, you know? And I get home and there's this kind of weirdness going on. And I open the door and everyone is there. There's all these people. And I was like, holy shit, guys. Like, I was blown away. It was amazing. It felt really good. And then, um, yeah, and uh, every surprise party felt really good. But, you know, there was a, a real, there was a real trust thing that needed to happen with um, my surprise party at, when we went and did VR because... Um, Georgia, like the plan was Georgia and I would have like a nice dinner. That's what she told me, da, da, da. And it was like, you know, I got invited to different little things to participate um, and turn them all down. I was like, I'm going to dinner with my girlfriend. Like, that's what I want to do. And I'm I'm very excited to do that. And I'm turning down like pretty cool kind of things to happen. It's like, guys, let's please do this next weekend. Let's do, you know, like all that kind of stuff. Um, and I had to trust that Georgia had a good plan for dinner. And then when she got there, she was like, you really don't know. I was like, what do you mean? You know what? Like, it's my birthday. Like, I'm feeling good. I smoked a little bit of a joint before, so I'm a little bit chill and loosey-goosey and breezy. What's up? She was like, oh, no, nothing. And that was it. That's what set me. I was just like, oh, shit. Something's happening. I have no idea. I feel like all the people that have invited me to shit are involved, but I have no concept of what could be happening. And she wouldn't tell me. And it was torturous. But I had to trust in that moment that, okay, this is a good thing. There, something good is coming. I could see it. There was glee in her face. There was joy in her eyes. And I was grateful that, cool, here's this person who cares about me enough not to, not to spoil the secret. And we're going to have a really good time. And it was so good. Um, flip side, understanding that someone's had some kind of secret agenda at play and now it's fallen through. 
um, and I've lost out as a result of them holding on to some shit. Admittedly, not happened a lot. I think the people I've, you know, I guess, like played that game with have been either more duplicitous than um, than they let on, and then they just kind of never reveal that that was their their role or their game, um, or it didn't end up hurting me so much. Like I, I really question that about uh, like Dan Ryan, for instance. There's a guy who, you know, Luciferesque, where his sort of claim to interpersonal fame is he's never lied. He doesn't lie. But he has this relationship with the truth that I think very few other people do. And I'm very curious to understand how, one, how he does that, and two, how he uses it so effectively. And then, like, what, what isn't he telling me? What does he know about me um, that is saved for a later date. What have I missed out on? So that's there. So look, that's that's me unpacking that idea of sort of secret keeping. And I, uh, I'd i like to be able to do that. I see it in the context of like, yeah, again, like having, you know, something as a nice surprise for a kid or, you know, information that children shouldn't necessarily be privy to, things like about sex or, you know, I used to keep secrets in that, like I had a girlfriend and I would do this, that and the other. And, and those kinds of things... Um, they do take a toll. I think I over time just kind of numbed myself to the idea that like this this sucks, but it does. It does suck that the person I want to be is not in keeping with the person another person wants me to be. And so I need to tell them something different. I need to show them something different. And I need to hide, hide, hide and deny, deny, deny what that side of me is. So yeah, I think I'd like to... I'd like to still get better at selecting when to say things. I think that's that's probably it, is it's about timing. I'm, I, I don't believe in withholding information entirely. I, that's that's just not me. I think it's about the timing of the information and, and using it to avoid damage and provide um, provide benefit. Use that information. Um, and I need to get better at that. So yesterday, um, I'd forgotten that it was Monday and it was the Monday that Ruby had said she was going to go pitch the idea of um, her PR company where she's just taken on work um, to pitch them the idea of supporting my campaign for promoting Fringe Festival. Hang on. And so... Here is this awesome human being who I worked with, mentored, learned from um, while we were at World Challenge and she's gone on to do this awesome thing. And I, like the day I heard she got the job, I congratulated her and I was like, I can't wait to have you, you know, representing me. And she was like, oh my God, seriously, that would be a dream come true. And I was like, cool, let me, let me see what's up. And this thing came up. So I had this conversation with Shorov about like, you know, personal value and, and putting a dollar value on like the shit that you need done. Like there's just some stuff that you need done. And I wouldn't do that. I was always like, whatever. If someone can give it for free, they give it for free. And if I can do it myself, then I would do it myself, but I will not pay for shit that I don't need to pay for. And sure, I was like, that's dumb. Ugh. That's so dumb. 
you know, do you want to grow as an artist or do you want to always be confined by the limitations of your purse strings and and the limitations before you even get to your purse strings of just your own personal ability? There's only so much that charm can get you. There's only so much that your your natural tendency to be a jack of all trades. Mind you, I'm talking to myself at this point. It's not sure of saying anything of this to me, but I'm hearing it. Um, you know, my tendency to be a jack of all trades and be able to Photoshop something and then uh, find the right hashtags and then, you know, work out the demographics to, to market it to on Instagram and all that kind of shit. That'll only get me so far. And, um, and that was a good point. And I was like, okay, cool. Let me think about it. I think I have about two, two and a half thousand dollars that I can put towards promo and things like that. So let me pitch that as the figure to Ruby and, and she can go and, and run it up the flagpole. So Monday morning, yesterday, she was like, hey, um, going into this meeting now, but like it went well. Um, they liked the idea. There was, you know, good smiles, good vibes in the room. Let me get back to you in the afternoon and see what's happening. And in the afternoon, she was like, Mash, you need to call me now. Exclamation mark. I was like, okay, what's up? So I gave her a call. And, uh, and she was like, uh, how you doing? Like, everyone loved you, blah, blah, blah. This, and I was like, oh, okay, she's buttering me up. Uh, this is going to go not good. And um, and she was like, Mash, like, my manager loves you and we want to work with you. It's, you know, we want to do this thing. I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. Mind you, back of my head, it's sinking feeling. I was like, oh, fuck, that goes $2,500, shit. And she goes... Um, by the way, you know, as a company, like, you know, my manager and the team kind of all said like two and a half thousand dollars isn't, you know, it isn't really much to us. Like we don't really play with that kind of money, but, um, but the manager still wants to work with you. He likes you as a person. He likes what your music is. He likes your story. And, you know, we need to do more work like this. We don't, we don't take on clients and work like this. And, um, he's really excited to do that. And, so instead, he was wondering if you would be up for um, returning us a favor and, you know, writing and recording and performing a song for like our Christmas. Like we send out a Christmas card every year to, to our clients, like an email. Um, and if you could do a song that, um, that he, you know, that, that we can send out. I was like, holy shit. So hang on. So I'm getting services and at the cost of a song. And, and this is where it clicked for me. I was like, hang on. I offered you $2,500. You said, we don't want $2,500. We want a song. So my ability to write a song is now valued at at least $2,500. Like that to me, instantly I was just like, oh my God. Wow. That felt good. That was like a lightning bolt of like, sweet. What I am doing now on an, on a regular basis is now worth this. That is a cool cool thing god damn so yeah so that feels really good um yeah so that was amazing news so you know she's going to get back to me with like a, a sort of a deck and a proposal and stuff this week and then the idea is that they kind of help me with interviews and placements and and, and it's very much about the media the public relations it's a pr firm um but getting that stuff sorted and that feels so freaking good. So, you know, so I've told her, like, one of my big things on this wish list right now is getting on the project. I want to be talking to Walid Ali about third culture um, and having this conversation on national TV. That 
would be a dream come true. That would be so insanely good. And so, yeah. So let's see what happens. I, it will be good. It is going to be good. It's going to be good. Inshallah. Like, I know that it needs to happen. And I know that it is going to happen one way or another. So, inshallah, it's going to go well. Um, and yeah, and we start in earnest. So, you know, so talking to Shorov at the end of yesterday, actually about an unrelated thing. And then I was like, well, hang on, I've got this news to tell you because you kind of set this thing in motion. And here we are full circle, not two weeks later, shit. And, um, and it's working out in this really awesome way. I was like, dude, I valued myself. I put a dollar value on it. And someone else came back and told me that I'm worth at least that much. Um, that feels pretty freaking amazing. So, yeah. Um, I guess sticking on this topic for a little bit longer, um, but sort of the slight tangent is what actually struck me really early in that conversation with Ruby was like, Ruby, I can hear how you how excited you are. Ruby, like I'm so proud of you. Like I feel it. I'm, I'm welling up right now. I feel so proud of her because she started at this company in the middle of a pandemic. They are looking to change things. And I'm, mind you, I've had this conversation with Georgia about an article the night before about now is the time to dismantle old assumptions and old hierarchical structures and we need to do things different. And here is this company that is a stuffy PR firm. Like they do really cutesy, nice things, but they, they're kind of doing old school PR. Um, I feel like big name companies and all that kind of stuff. I, I don't know the line. I've, I've looked at their client list and it's a bit of a mixed bag and in a good way. But I was like, Ruby, you've come into this company. This is the first time you've like pitched something major, not even major, it doesn't feel major um, compared to the stuff that they're doing, like the massive, massive campaigns. Um, this is the first time you're doing this. Your manager has seen potential in you, in the ideas that you pitch, the people that you're connected with. And he wants you to grow. He wants you to take this on. This is her first campaign that she is taking from start to finish, from pitch to close. How freaking cool is that? I remember the first time I did a sale uh, at Telstra or Foxtel, you name it. Someone comes in, I greet them, sit them down, run through the whole process, pitch them everything and close the sale. And then they leave and, and it's my name on everything. That's like... It's supercharged. It's such an insanely good feeling. And I could feel it in her voice where she was like, this is amazing. And, you know, she's thanking me. She's like, thank you for bringing me this. This is cool. Like, da, 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 this and that. I was like, Ruby, like, for real, thank you. Because you took this chance. You decided that, one, I'm kind of worth it. But two, you decided that you're worth it enough to pitch this. You're worthy of pitching an idea. And you did. And your company is now one degree different as a result. And, you know, it's X degrees. But that's a that's insane and I, I in that moment I, I just felt so much pride because yesterday I was in here railing about the fact that you know I'm, I'm here trying to help people I'm here trying to support people I want to bring about contentment and, and comfort in people's lives and why aren't people seeing that and eight hours later nine hours later I'm having this conversation where Ruby is directly benefiting from engaging with me in her life and and vice versa like 100%, it's, it's a rising tide, but that I get to be the force that ri raises this tide in this situation. I mean, Allah is the ultimate force. Let's let's get that right. Like God is real. My actions are bringing about that energy shift. 
and she is catching that wave as a result and that comes up and things things are working out for her as well and that feels insanely good and so you know so um so that was it like i left off yesterday with this idea that maybe maybe all of these scenarios and situations are where i burn bridges and in burning these bridges is when is is when my purpose is fulfilled but it needs to happen every time and that broke my heart i kind of i left it on that note for that reason and i was pretty sour i was pretty cranky for especially the morning but through the day i was just not in a not in a very happy place um i felt exhausted you know i'd gone for an exercise i did yoga like it was just it was a new sort of way to be and i think my body was just kind of mm, hang on really and i was lurching out of out of inertia but like what's the word like a lack of inertia like i was in a stationary state for quite a while um so yeah so given the fact that that's where i was at yesterday and then to have this happen and have this conversation with ruby and and getting to be like no hang on no no i'm my shit's not in vain i'm definitely helping people level up and and upskill themselves in the enterprise of being around me and i spoke to alex both before and after that conversation with ruby and beforehand alex and i were like making a plan how to write to pr how, how to write to press how to um how to how, you know how to script read and how to structure a show and you know we had this sense of it. i don't think we communicated it but we had this sense of like look at us you know we this was a thing we kind of said let's see what we can do where this can go and now we're here now we're like materializing something and making it happen for real and and he's there he's with me like i, I you know i wish he was doing more but that's my wish you know that's not at all reflective of the fact that he is doing a lot and doing a lot in his own life as well and he's got some shit going on and then let's 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 understand that um but yeah so so talking to him about it and then saying like look dude i feel really proud of myself that something i've embarked upon is bringing people with me and it's helping them and he's like dude absolutely that's that's who you are that's you in a nutshell and so to hear that back from him while i'd been kind of contemplating that idea in the morning was was massive um but it uh, mind you all of this stuff was not proof that i don't lose these contacts or i don't burn these bridges just that i do have that effect on people that they do lift up as a result of our engagement our interaction our energy exchange and it's interesting because ultimately i feel like i continue to grow i continue to to develop my energy further so i'm excited by the prospect that i can give this out help raise people up and i continue to grow meanwhile and i think that's something that i hope i never lose sight of that helping other people isn't costing me it cuz i continue to grow i continue to be successful i continue to achieve new things and and receive new opportunities and blessings and alhamdulillah and that is something i should never lose sight of the emotional hurt i think is different the emotional detriment of losing someone or watching someone not rise up to the level i would like them to i think honestly that is something that burns me out is like i don't see the 2% unfortunately in in some in in people in these situations i then see the 98% that they could have done you know and and it's flipped sometimes they'll be so exceptional 
I, I think my threshold is like 80%. If, someone, if I see someone show up 80%, I'm like, cool, I see that. But if I see you show up 30, like I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to be disappointed. I'm, I'm not here to fucking give you participation medals. That's just not who I am. And that's where I get drained. That's where I get emotionally drained. And I feel really bogged down in that sense of hurt is like, why? Like, how dare you? And, and I mentioned this to Shorov because I was, you know, I'm, I'm really in this like conundrum about Georgia right now where like, does she get it? Does she understand that like there's so much opportunity around and, and let's get this thing and stop hating me for telling you this? Um, I'm going to talk to her in a little bit. And I, I think I need to say that. Can you, can, you stop, can you stop giving me shit for being optimistic about life? Can you stop tiring me with the same brush? I, th I think she comes at me with this thing of like, well, you're privileged, you're a man, blah, 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 this and that. And it's like, fuck off. Honest to God, fuck off. Like, I, I don't have time for that shit. It's you and me. There's no man or woman here anymore. That's, that's like, I genuinely believe that. Stop worrying about these roles and shit. Who are you? Who am I? Let's take that as our core belief together. Let's make that our reality and then grow outward from there. If we take all the labels and, and all the shit that society is supposedly putting on us, then we're inhibited and we don't get to be our 100% selves when we're just alone together, which, by the way, is what I'm probably going to change my um, EP title to just because 40 days doesn't apply anymore. That's, that's long since gone. Um, but maybe it applies in an ironic sense. I don't know. But I like alone together. It was actually, you know, it was a, it was a phrase that was buzzing around in my head so much well before this COVID shit hit. It's crazy. Um, but yeah. So so here I am in this conundrum thinking about Georgia and what is our relationship in the nature of like, are you with me on this? Like, are you are you here to understand and be ready to, to embrace change and, and come and win with me or not? And um, And it's starting to seep in is this idea of like, maybe this isn't right. Like, maybe it's just not. And if it's not, then what's the deadline? When when do I need to know by? Because I kind of need to think about shit in those terms. And she does not. It's weird because in this, in this moment, I'm like sort of staring off into space. But I'm aware I'm staring off into space. And I question how much... I'm acting and how much of it is real. Like, I don't know if I'm really feeling exasperated or if I'm just kind of playing it out because it's natural in this moment. But that said, this is the closest I've come to expressing this is exasperation and it's because I believe there's some kind of invisible audience at play. So talking to Shorov last night, he... Um, I asked him this kind of point blank. I was, well, no, I was very roundabout and I was like, what, you know, we're on this ascendancy. We're doing these great things. We're lifting the people up around us and we're on the spiritual journey and there's people that we connect with. And I was like, what about the people that don't get it? What about the people in our lives who they are, they're just, they're reluctant. They're dragging their heels. And of course I'm talking about Georgia, but I'm also thinking about Thomas. I'm thinking about Mars. I'm thinking about other friends I've lost. I'm thinking about family. Um, and sure, if I think interpreted it in the family way, 
he was like, oh, okay, yeah, Mash, I've definitely got something I can talk to you about. You know, I I had this happen with my parents yesterday. Uh, They were watching the news and then, you know, I could see it was like a prophecy unfurling. I could see that the rest of their day would be dictated by the seven minutes of this news anchor and what he had to say. Their whole day would revolve around that and that they were being dictated to around the the energy, around how they were going to spend it. Um, and it was, you know, talking about the spiritual path and the journey and stuff. And I was like, like, I family, I kind of get, you know, dad and I, I don't think can ever really connect on a spiritual level. Like, I, I just don't think he is open to that side of himself. I don't see it. He's very much an intellectual. And I think he, my functional relationship with Islam comes from him in that way, is that um, it makes sense to kind of hedge your bets and do the things, it's logical to to be religious. And I think that he abides that. Um, and so, you know, his, his sense of spiritual, spirituality and the soul and metaphysics is purely theoretical. I don't think he entertains it on a personal level. Mum is definitely on the spiritual side, but with so much disciplinarianism. Like she is... You know, you have to do this thing. God is like this and that, and he's you know spiteful and vengeful and hateful. And I'm like, you know, that's overstating things. She totally sees that God is love, and and I think we connect on a spiritual level in a really powerful way. But she can't look past. She can. She actually can look past the um, indiscretions and 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 the failings of an individual to connect to their faith in like a rote by memory like do the right thing all the right time um but um, anyway what if i side railed i said like you know sure what about like an old childhood friend what about a close friend what about a business partner what about someone you're very very close with and i didn't want to sit there and tell he knows georgia i didn't want to sit there and tell him like georgia and i like i'm at this personal crossroads with my relationship with georgia um in my own head and it feels really weird that i've got all of this world going on and if i tell her this shit like she run for the fucking hills because she talks about express yourself and then every time I do it scares the shit out of her maybe that's another reason not to be in a relationship with someone who can't hear you at your most self but it takes time so that's the thing is I was like sure of what's what's the go here what's the play here what do I what do I do how much do I entertain this person this idea do I drag them along what am I doing? Am I doing them a service? And I think he was, he errs on the side of like, dude, if it's not good for you, you don't need to be there. And, and he pointed out that it's an ego trap, this belief that I'm showing all this love. I'm doing this thing to help this person grow in this way. Where are they? Why are they not showing up on it? Why are they hating me back? Why am I, why am I copying spite in return when it's so clear cut exactly what I'm trying to do here and why I'm trying to do it. I'm coming back to secrets. I overshare. I I very clearly state my intentions. This is good for you in this way. And I can see that. And people don't like that. I get it. Um, But he was like, that's an ego trap, you know? And, And ultimately either, you know, I guess he didn't say this, but I'm looking for an out other than just like, Oh, well, this is not working. Like look for a new way to communicate that stuff or some people don't want to join you on that path and you just need to learn to make your peace with that. And he was very much of the opinion of like, dude, that's kind of your spiritual role. That's the the sort of 
loop, the karmic loop that you're living out in life is that you come in, you infuse energy into the lives of others and help build them up. And then you burn that bridge. And if that's kind of, if you're finding that that's happening all the time, you can make your peace with that, that that is your lot in life, or make massive drastic shifts. Though I don't think he said that. I don't think he said that. I think he was quite deterministic. I think he was saying that, you know, that's it. That's that's your role. I have a similar role. I've done that. You know, I've, I've had to cut people out and people have cut me out. Um, and I think he was quite deterministic on that front. And I, I chose to hear him. I was like, cool, I hear what you're saying. And then <laughs> the optimist, the, the, the needy, people need to like me kind of mentality is still there. And it's just like, no, cool. Well, I can be patient. I see Georgia changing. I see the potential. I want her to grow. But I wonder how long that continues before that bridge is burnt. Like, is it going to be burnt? Um, I sure as shit hope not. But, you know, for all the talk of power and, and ascendant, she, she doesn't talk in these terms. She talks of fucking preservation and self-defense and, and healing trauma. Like, I get it. Yes, of course, heal trauma. I've got trauma to heal. I get that too. But that's... Dude, life is happening. You can't sit and heal when life is happening. Sometimes life lulls and then you go and heal and then you go and do your thing. But not when there's a there's a marathon happening all around you and you're stopping in the middle of the, the lane because, you know, you got scratched by a branch. And it's you scale the whole thing out. It's the exercise of life and the branch is a pretty severe wound and something very serious that happened. But you're in the middle of a fucking race what, you're going to stop there and you're going to cry out for someone else to stop with you? Yeah. She talks about um, how having kids is a selfish endeavor. You know, why would you want to do that? The planet's burning and, and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, I'm sorry, honey, but like spoiling literally a billion years. How old is life on planet Earth? Four billion years, three billion years, three billion years of genealogy, and it stops here. Mm, that that's the one that feels like selfishness to me. That's the one that feels like no, you know what? I know better than my body. I know better than biology. I know better than the systems that have governed this planet, and governed this universe and existence for all time. I know better than God. That's selfish to me. So yeah, in an interesting little conundrum, in a little spot. But yeah, I, I definitely do want to say to Georgia, like, hey, despite for the fact that I'm here and I'm showing up and I'm, I stop and listen to her, mind you. I'm. It, it's this fast that she believes that I'm not doing the other thing because when I'm doing it, she's like, I'm really glad you're doing this thing. And then the moment it's not that is it's like you never do this thing. <sighs> Feels good to get that off my chest. All right. It's been good. It's been real. I don't know how often this happens. But I like this. This feels good. Feels safe. Feels nice. And uh, I'll probably try to keep it up. 